Universe. Welcome to episode 18 of the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. We are a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. Please check out all the other great shows associated with the network by heading on over to BOF, clicking that podcast drop down, and checking out what everyone else has to offer. Because I've got a couple shows there, and uh, I know a bunch of other people who have great shows there on that network that are just dying for you to listen to because uh, they know what they're talking about, and uh, you should definitely be focused on the good stuff, and that's those guys. So, um, welcome to the show. Uh, once again, uh, we are back monthly to recap some Spider-Man stuff. We are going to talk some Fox Amazing, uh, excuse me, Fox Animated Spider-Man, uh, Season 2, Episode 3, Hydro Man, with Ryan Lauer from the Batman Book Club, BatmanOnFilm.com. We finally got Ryan out of Chicago, out of Gotham City, and he's exploring New York in a, in a Spider-Man fashion, so that's always great. We're dying to get Ryan out of Gotham City as much as possible. He's just, he's just so sucked in there to that whole lifestyle out there in Gotham that... This is going to be a real treat for you guys. Adam is back with us again for our talking, our conversation on uh, Amazing Spider-Man Volume 6. We'll cover issues 30 through 32 plus annual number one. And then I will close things up with the third track of the uh, of the show talking Spider-Man Volume 4, 7 through 9, uh, uh, which was really cool. Then I will cover annual number one, which I didn't dig myself. And then uh, a bonus feature. I'm going to talk about What If Dark, Spider-Gwen, which I think might be the Spider-Book of the month. So I think you guys would really enjoy all this stuff. I can't wait to break it down with my buddies. I can't break it down with you. It's going to be a good time. We're all going to laugh. We're going to listen. We're going to enjoy. We're going to make fun of everybody but Lauer because he's the king of the world. He's he's podcast king. Come on. I finally got him on this show. This is crazy. I can't believe it. Ryan Lauer on the Italian Spider-Man Coalition. No one thought it would happen. No one. No one. Holzman told me it never would happen. Kowalski said it never would happen. Haas never answered my text, you know, but I proved him wrong. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. I've already spoken too much. You're going to hear me for the next hour and change. So let's just cut into uh, what you really want to hear. And that's uh, some amazing spider talk. I have done the impossible. Um, I've done the unusual. I have... Our next guest, notorious, notorious for never leaving Gotham City. Ever, ever, ever. So to get him to travel not only to New York, but to the Marvel sector of New York, I think is pretty impressive. Um, that of course the man I'm talking about, of course, is Mr. Ryan Lauer. Ryan, welcome. This is your first appearance on the show. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm actually surprised. Because I feel like I'm uh, I'm fitting in now. Because long I've been wanting to be part of the Italian family, and I think I, I now you're, I am. You you are not you're not Italian by blood, correct? Correct, I am not. But you I have wish. eaten. At, but you have eaten at the Olive Garden, and you enjoy it. I have eaten at the Olive Garden. And what do you think of that restaurant? <laughs> I'm just curious if you had to review it. You know, it's fine. Okay, <laughs> we're just just questioning. That's all we're just, just asking. Just throwing that out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. Um, I I, I look. I I've been known at like three thirty in the morning on Saturday to get like, you know, a meatball parm from Wawa. So sure. like, you know, mistakes are always made. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not that bad actually. So it's like it's actually like what? Yeah, it's like it's weird when you get like fast food meatball parm and people like yeah, it's really weird because <laughs> you're like. It's like it's canned sauce. It's fake meatballs. 
but it's three in the morning, you're hammered, and yep. it's just sauce and cheese. Sometimes so you like, need just you need things that will just get the job done. And yeah, but, uh some you know, <laughs> three o'clock Wawa yeah. sandwich. I mean, it, you just you're not looking for perfection. No, I'm not. So I mean, all, all I'm saying is sometimes mistakes are made. But Ryan, this yeah. is uh, not only is this your first time on the show, but like, have you ever? I think it's your first time on Spider Man themed. Has this your first time on Spider Man themed podcast? Yeah, like we're, we're. I think we're breaking cherries left and right here. I think we we I've got to talk Spider Man on a comic show before, and that was Spider Man Blue. Uh, and oh, look then... at you. Oh, I nice. did. I think for Bof to you know like a podcast or satellite show with uh, Infinity War and Spider Man was brought up then. Mm-hmm. I got to do that with Kowalski and okay. Haas. Uh, but yeah, otherwise that's it. So this is you know this is not very uh, often that I get to talk Spidey on a podcast. Do you, do you ever read? Do you read Spider Man at all? Have you ever? Yes, read, I do. I I like monthly. You wait for a special issue. No. Yeah. I I'm a little bit more selective with Spider-Man, but Spider-Man's one that I can just I'll dive into because it's Spider-Man. Whereas a lot mm-hmm. of other characters and stuff, it is like, oh, who drew it? Oh, who wrote it? Uh, and that's how I'll dip into other characters aside from Batman. But Spider-Man, guy? yeah. Okay. Um, oh, well, you're Hoopla. You're Hoopla guy. Yeah, Hoopla guy. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got some. I've got some Spider-Man. Um, physical copies that are in do you have a do you have a favorite story does anything pop into mind is blue favorite blue like myself yes i, have a, I actually I have a signed uh, tim sale print behind me uh, spider-man blue yeah love love it so it's it's, it's kind of no surprise there that mm-hmm. the Loeb sale yeah, version of the story would be my favorite but i i do like spider-man obviously i love the i have one of the old uh, I forget the line. It's hardcover, or it's like it was. Um, but it was the the death of the Stacy's collection. Okay, yeah, um, that's fun. Oh, that's a <laughs> it's a good it's a good it's run. fun, yeah. And then obviously in that in that same format is Craven's Last Hunt. Uh, love that that's story as well. So those are the ones that okay. spring to mind right away. Is you know some pretty popular and some favorites. But I told you if actually I, if that I this gave year, you I was something reading... to read, would you would you read it? Yeah, because you if I gave just... you my favorite my favorite Spider Man trade, would you go out and read it? Yeah, because you don't, you wouldn't recommend me crap. Okay, uh, I would, I would love to hear what your thoughts are. I mean, you may have to do some googling or whatever after because it's interesting. But uh, Spider-Man Identity Crisis. Okay, no, Marvel has I'd crises lo- as well, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oddly enough, oddly enough. Um, I was gonna say, and I was, t- I was updating you this year that actually I was taking, uh, was diving into Hobgoblin. Oh, nice! Yes, love that. Stuff. Yeah, so t- uh, reading a lot yeah, of Hobgoblin stuff. stuff. Yeah, that was and that was a lot of fun because I hadn't read mm-hmm. that stuff before. So um, I don't. There's I'm, the old I'm, man. There's, there's a lot of good stuff there. I've had to earn my way onto this show for sure. I know that, but and, uh, uh, I'm not a complete dummy. But I'm also not an expert. Where do you stand with this cartoon? This 90 animated uh, cartoon. Where does this stand? Did you watch this as a kid? You grew up with this? this is what happened? Yes, I watched this as a kid. I loved yeah. this as a kid. Yeah. Uh, this is. So maybe Oof. you have a better reaction than Kowalski because Kowalski was like, "Yeah, this looking back, this sucks." I was like, Damn it. <laughs> "Yeah, he." I was surprised at his um, skept not skepticism, but gosh, I don't want to dog on him, but kind of like his negativity toward the show. His, his I was old really man surprised, Kowalski, right? <laughs> I was really surprised by it. Yeah, because yeah. I I put this up there of like nothing can I don't think anything can achieve. Uh, BTAS status, but I mean, this was Marvel. This is close for me. For me, this is close to be honest. Like, with you. 
I mean, night me growing up, it was I mean, Fox Kids in the afternoon beats as X Men Spider Man. It was like, can you That's get right. any better? That's right. Could you get any better than that? That was mm-hmm. great. And so, I mean, the, this was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. Period. And I think it That's still great. holds up well. When they finally well, dropped this on Disney Plus, it was like finally. Okay. And I haven't seen the whole series yet. I've wanted to, but well, hopefully uh, you'll ca- keep up with the show because we're going to go through it. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on again. Yes. Um, but a re- another reason why I thought it'd be great to have you on because, well, we're going to be talking about Hydro Man yeah. and uh, the and the episode basically is about uh, it's about a, it's a beautiful redhead and how she's caught between <laughs> two loves. And I thought that's why Ryan should be here. Yeah. It involves redheads, water, superheroes. I'm like this is like Ryan Lauerfest. <laughs> redheads right? gotta love them. The only thing missing is the Mountain Dew. So I thought that was pretty yeah. genuine. You know, as a lover of redheads, I figured this was the episode for you. Well, here's some some fun that I didn't even realize this until watching it, and then of course looking it up online and behind the 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 scenes, you know. Um, mm-hmm is that how it can also bring in and I'm showing Pete my Ninja Turtles t- shirt I'm wearing right now that's got my guy the red Raphael, Raphael yeah. on it uh there's a link between Raphael and Ninja Turtles to this mm-hmm. and that and is his name is Robert Paulson um no not Fight Club but Rob Paulson does the voice of Hydra Man and he actually does the voice of Raphael in the 80s uh Ninja Turtles cartoon as well as the voice of Donatello in the 2012 Ninja Turtles cartoon that just means it's all connected, everybody. It's all connected. <laughs> it's all it's connected. all connected. Yeah. Well, so uh, I yeah. thought as soon as I heard okay. it, because I could have swore he did one of the voices of like one of the two police officers at the very beginning. Okay. And it was just, it's yeah. just like two lines. I was like, wait, what? That sounds like. And then in going to, you know, looking it up and Ooh. then Hydra Man pops up and his dialogue. And I'm like, that's that's Raphael. And then, yeah, I look there it up. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Good for you. Good catch. That's you know what? Ryan Lauer really brought me in. That's why uh, (laughs) that's why I hang out with Ryan Lauer because he does the work. Yeah, and then it's puts in the time. It's all connected because also the writer of this episode is James Krieg, now known by Jim Krieg, who you have interviewed. Our our pal Jimmy Krieg. Oh man, look at that! You've talked to Jim Krieg. He has a few times that I didn't even make that connection. Wow, thank you. And that's why he has his fingerprints on uh, like all the DC animated stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, even I think even almost like Warner Brothers stuff too, because like Scooby Doo animated movies and everything. And he's best friends with your boy Sheridan with Tim Sheridan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, but but yeah, and then looking look at us looking networking. Look at that networking. Wow. I think this is his first writing credit. That's crazy. Looking at us doing the work. Yeah. Meaning people so there you go. do the real stuff. Wow. That's Check what that I have out. to oh that's God. what I have to bring today, P. I'm like, I gotta that. bring something valuable. And Rob Paulson and Jim Krieg. That's see. That that BOF blood. Yeah. Man, runs deep. It's all connected. Uh, it is. So uh what did you think of this episode? For me, this has always been. I'm just let me get this out there. This sure. is one of my favorite episodes. When I think of this cartoon, this is one of the episodes I think of. I don't know why, but I feel like I've watched this episode more than any other. I feel like whenever I was sick and home from school, it was on. You know, like I I don't know what it is, but the Hydro Man episode for me has always been one of my staples. Um, both of them uh, for Spider-Man the animation. So I'm very fond of this this particular episode, and I I, I love I, I love the um, the science aspect of it because I, I always dig that aspect of Peter Parker and Spider-Man and everything. 
but this is one of my favorite episodes of the show. So Ryan, please. I'm sorry, Pete, because I th- I think he's uninteresting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he's just I, this isn't. Just the, yeah. Okay. Go. This isn't one of my favorite episodes and i know that this is you know neogenic nightmare chapter three and i mm. almost feel like because i actually watched this this season uh not too long ago and i feel like this mm. is one that could basically be like almost standalone um which of course 100%. which that's not necessarily like a a, a negative because i do like standalones with stuff but then this is part three and i don't think it really adds on because you get the summary the recap at the beginning and then yeah. when you watch the next episode too, and I'm like, oh, you could not watch this episode and that'd be that'd be fine. No, I but agree. But also, like overall with the hydrogen, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like it's not one of you know, Sinister Six or anything, which is also fine. I just kind of I kind of forget about him a little bit, actually. Mm-hmm. But I still I like the I like the episode, but it's because it's a part of this series. Yeah. And so Oh, it's totally a nostalgia thing for me. Just thinking back of, of being a child, you know, yeah. like an eight-year-old boy, you know, like or whatever. How old was watching this? Because something I always found that was, and they and they do it in this episode too, is that like the series was always just moving and almost feels like it had a like a tightening grip on you, like mm-hmm. constantly, as it's just like boom, 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 and he's moving, and he's talking. The music's like there's constant music just coming at you um in the background and stuff and then you know he's like oh and then then it's cut to you know action scene (laughs) they cut to he's spider-man swinging and then cut back to another action like i feel like these there's always it's almost like the this series is always jacked on mountain dew that's right because it doesn't really feel like it's slowing like it slows down Which is okay. good because it's at least a different formula. It's fast paced. It's only twenty minutes. Yeah. So it's got to be. It's got to be pedal to the metal. You only got twenty minutes. It's thirty mm-hmm. minutes for commercials. Yeah. You know, which is crazy. Like I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, we could do this. Like, like it's twenty minute episodes. Like, twenty minute episodes. <laughs> They're great. You know. I was like, yeah. oh man, this show. Like, if you wanted to, you could bust them out real fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean. It's, so I like I, this episode's fine overall, but it does what I like about the series really well still. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a villain that to me is just a little like, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a ties totally villain, Mary Jane's I, past. And, eh. I, I dig into, I dig into Mary Jane's past obviously, but I also think it, it, it kind of, it gives like, it's, it's all about Peter. Like he realizes, Oh, like, this is why Mary Jane doesn't want to hang out with me. Cause she's like, this crazy ex-boyfriend. And like, it just kind of makes them a little bit more realistic. Right. Like yeah. in a weird way, like this show is no, and I've said this before, the show is nowhere near as like mature as like B-Taz is. Or yeah. ever was. But like, it has its moments. And like this episode, even as a throwaway, like it's kind of like, it still you know, plays it serious. For, yeah. Like for Which kids, is this is kind of like, this actually, like, I don't know, this happens in like middle school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this crazy jealousy not like hydro powers but like you know like i don't know i think it serves a purpose for like kids watching it growing up and everything I don't, it just makes sense i Mary dig jane it. i've stolen you gold and i know treasures. it's so funny <laughs> i know it's great i love when he goes there he goes, has like it's like he's like a pirate i was yeah thinking. he shows he the like stash gold. yeah yeah <laughs> it's like treasure chests and stuff but i stole it all for you come on the character the origin is very faithful though he, he somehow mm-hmm. he was doing something in the navy blah blah, blah became hydro man um yeah. and he's always peter calls him sp- a submariner i think i was i thought it was he's got some good quips in this movie yeah in this in this episode i thought that was good you know mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Like Hydro Man also had a really cool toy for this line. Oh, did he? Like splashy water. Was he blue? Uh, it it was. I think he had like a painted face, Mm -hmm. but it like blended to like blue clear plastic, and he was like kind of like splashy. Like yeah. he had like a base and his hands kind of look like, if you look, I, I'll look it up and post it on the Twitter account, but it was a really cool action. It's, I don't own it, but I wish I did. It's one of the pieces, yeah. one of the few pieces I don't have for my uh, Spider-Man animated series collection. So because I am uneducated, is Hydra-Man a character brought in from comics? Yeah, no, his origin is faithful to comics and everything. Spider-Man villain, all that jazz. I think mm-hmm. the Mary Jane element's pretty new. I think that's okay. new for the show. I don't remember that, but what era was he from? Uh, I was looking it up earlier. Let's see here. He was created by Hydro Man, created by Denny O'Neill and John Romita Jr. Oh wow, look at that! First appearance, I believe it was Amazing Spider-Man Volume One Two Twelve. Okay, January nineteen eighty-one. So he's not even a real old villain either, you know. Yeah, I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see some drawings with him used, because I think the animation's cool and how they, you know, the the tricks they use of the he looks. This is the moving water. He, it's actually he, he's got he's got the the hair, the blue shirt. Like that's that's yeah. how he looks. He's not like fancy. when he, when he's it's shooting the sweet. water and stuff, and they have to keep the movement kind of going with that. I think that that looks like that looks well. Of, uh, I think all that's yeah. animated really well. So I mean, that part, yeah. all that's cool. It's cool. So, yeah, I'm just curious, is. like. John Romita Jr. Like, dive through him. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd like to just see some drawings and see, you know, special touches from artists on how they incorporate that into comics. I like the one I like the one scene where uh he's like running through traffic, the guy hits him and he just splashes. Yeah. And then he just pops it up and just goes. Like I was like, that's kind of cool. I was like uh, Hydro Man would be uh, I'd like a Hydro Man Sandman Spider They they come together and it's Mud Man. Yeah, mud man, <laughs> mud oh, man, and then it's just like a two-headed beast. But then they'd be like, "Oh, that's just Clayface." No, <laughs> although that would be different though, because now you have one slot, but it's like two two guys and their heads and they're battling each. I don't know. There you go, Pete. Trademark it, mud man. Mud heard man. it here first. Italians for Spidey. That's it, and that'll lead us to the Mole Man, which will lead us to the next Fantastic Four movie. So it's all connected. We just all connected. There you go, Feige. Look at that. Look at that. Look, we just we just look at we did that just by watching this cartoon. We're geniuses. Yeah. We just rebirthed the MCU. We did it. God, that should pay us millions. <laughs> Take that, Kowalski. <laughs> yeah, Kowalski. <laughs> but uh yeah. I don't know. I liked uh I'm trying to think. Action wise, Spider Man versus Hydra Man was really cool. We talked about that. Um didn't see too much uh CGI City in this episode. No. Usually that they play a lot more with that, but there was that was mm-hmm. kind of missing now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So I mean, but it it didn't. I mean, I guess they could have incorporated it, but I mean, they need their. The story doesn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. It needs to be by the water, a yeah. lot throughout it and stuff. So they really they really uh, milk that quite a bit. But so I think with this series also, I know comic book history in the age that peter parker mm-hmm. was you know he's a teenager in high school and stuff mm-hmm. like that but i mean this series takes him like in college and right. i i just like that was kind of my i saw pictures like i maybe read a few comics remember i was like five or six 
And then let's see, this was 94. I was watching it from the get go. So I'd have been seven, mm-hmm. seven okay. or eight watching this. And so this is what I remember of like my exposure to Spider-Man. So I just kind of, I like that where he's at, uh, like in this show. And even though yeah. it's voiced by an adult and, you know, and everything, that's, it's, kind of I don't know, that's just worked for me. I like that. I like that a lot. I don't yeah, need no, I'm the... with you. This show's a huge reason why I'm a Spider-Man fan. Mm-hmm. You know, like I grew up loving, like you said, that Fox, right? You know, after Fox school, kids. Spider-Man, Batman, I, 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 X-Men was okay. It was like the warm-up show. I didn't really care. It was like, okay, after this, the good stuff comes. You know, I'm like, yeah. huge, like, I was more drawn to Batman and Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, Batman and Spider-Man, but that was it. That was Actually, my one, that was one of my is a friend in fourth grade. I remember the teacher walked out of the room and he brought, he had this little contraption that was like a small tv mm-hmm. that was like a two inch by one and a half inch screen and mm-hmm. he and he you know did the whole pull out the antenna and then it was like scanning to see it. and we got the local fox and x-men was on it in black and white so we watched nice. like two minutes Transistor of TV. x-men in the in the Love classroom it. um Good stuff what are your thoughts on the theme song spider-man <laughs> spider-man I don't know. I I I know it. Uh-huh. Like I I I could see. Like I just had it playing on mute, and yeah, when that Ooh. opening starts, I can hear that. <laughs> and then yeah, I just found I found out recently it's radioactive spider blood. That's what he's saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so radioactive he's almost like a like old Ned spider blood in, yeah. in South Park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, what's his name? Stan's uncle's best friend. What's no, it's name? Ned. Yeah, wasn't it Ned? Yeah. Yeah. That's, what I said. Okay. It was, That's it, it, was, it. Ned. Ned. Yeah. Oh, okay. old Spider-Man. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I. Uh, I love this theme song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. I love, dude. There's not much about this show I don't love, to be honest yeah. with you. This is one of my favorites, but yep. this episode, for some reason, I don't know why it it just sticks with me. It just does. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. It's very basic. It's ridiculous. Like, you know, Hydra Man wants to flood the city for Mary Jane to keep it from. So, like, it's, it's yep. so absurd. <laughs> I was like, what? And you mentioned he wants to flood the city the to get Mary Jane yeah. and then be, continue to be a pirate. It makes no sense. <laughs> Oh man, but just Spider Man's just great. I can't help it. He makes, he, he makes even average villains into classic. <laughs> that's that's what he does. I will always know Hydra Man because of Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it, I don't know why. It's just so funny. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know. It, it really because when you think about it, and now I sit back and I'm listening to you. I'm talking to you. I'm like. Yeah, this is just, it's just regular. There's nothing great. It's not bad in any, in any means. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, just coming off like, like I like the Insidious 6. Like, you know, like I know, mm-hmm. I know Justin had a hard time with it. <laughs> but I was sitting there like, this is great, right? It's so stupid, you know? So I enjoy it. I'm great. But hey, you know, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I was able to get you on here and talk about this. This is fun. That's right. You know, it's good. These are great episodes because you're just kind of like in zoop zoop. In and out. Yep. You know, swip thwip, I think. Swip. And then we're swinging in, we're swinging out. Are you? Uh, do you have Do you have a favorite episode of this show? 
Is there anything particular that sticks out? Uh, let's see. I know I always liked, but then I didn't love it when he turned into a spider. Because I'm just like, I just want Spider-Man to look like Spider-Man. Do but I always remember a lot of... For you? No. no. I think I always, I always liked the... I mean, the first episode of the series is with... You know, no, well, it's too late. Can't do that now. Yeah, um, I, liked, <laughs> I, I, I actually think that the the Venom, you know, okay, episodes. We did those shows the, as well. That, so check those out. I think I just think that that was that was good. Yes, really good. And just like the comics, I think are are very good too. I think yeah. that's just like a that's a good pillar of Spider Man well, well, storytelling. If anything from Hydro Man on, you want? Let me know. I haven't watched him in a long time. But when Venom yeah, versus that's Carnage, what I'm saying. Okay, you want, okay, we could do that. I'll, I'll, I haven't I'll, watched I haven't watched those in a long time, happened. but I know I I loved those right, uh, as a that. kid too. There I'll you go. Steal, I'll, I'll steal your Batman book club calendar idea. Ooh. Okay. Hey, you there? Yeah. Great. Do you need Let's to do rewatch? It. Do you need to rewatch Venom two for that? What the movie. <laughs> <Venom 2? laughs> the, uh, the Tom no. Hardy movie. Oh God, no! To compare and contrast. Yeah, I'm not. <sighs> I mean, we could I never watched it. Uh, I never watched it. Okay, we didn't. We did not cover. We didn't get to Venom. We didn't. That's to too Venom. bad, huh? No, I'll do it. No problem doing oh, it. Just okay. My phone wants to do it. Oh, that's it. Okay. Trying to get Have that in. That. Well, I mean, maybe if you're again, always trying to get it in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know just gotta find somebody who wants to watch Venom with me, and we can talk about it. Are All you right. a Venom fan? Yeah. No, you're a Carnage fan. Yeah. You just like <laughs> aliens? I like them popping up in Spider-Man. Okay. I'm trying to figure it out here. So I'm yeah. asking questions. That's all. Mm-hmm. all right. I'm, a gob- I'm a goblin guy. I like the you're goblins. Goblin uh-huh. Green or Hob? Green. Okay. But I like Hobgoblin too. Yeah, you know, Hobgoblin always gets the a little bit more love for me, but Green, Green Goblin is, you know, Green added layers of of some good drama with Spider Man, so, of his best friend, his best friend's dad, and then what happens yeah. with him, and then his best friend yeah. uh, hates yeah. Spider Man, but then needs Peter to be his best friend, and then he becomes Green Goblin. Like, oh, that's just good. Kills good girlfriend. Stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Someone once told me that uh, Spider Man doesn't need a Green Goblin. Okay. Dick shoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did he know who Green Goblin was? <laughs> I think it was actually on a BOF satellite show. Oh. I think we did a BOF satellite show on Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. So it's there on record. I was like, what? All right. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. That happened. So okay. shout out to Batman on film. There you go. Shout out to Ryan Lauer <laughs> for coming out of the comfort zone. Talking yeah. about his love of redheads, his love of webheads, webheads, and his love of all things water, webheads and redheads. That's Story it. of Brian Lauer. That's it. <laughs> With a dew on the side, Ryan. Why don't you plug away where all these wonderful people can find you? Uh, you follow my podcast, The Batman Book Club, on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC. Listen to it wherever you find podcasts, and at least once a month. This guy, Peter Vera's on to talk Batman issues that come out that month. We do wrap up episodes every month. So just check that out if you aren't already. Much obliged.
yeah i love i love uh i love the batman book club it's a fantastic little podcast well i'm very lucky to be a part of it it's fun to do ryan lets me read all the batman i can get my hands on <laughs> sometimes it's daunting sometimes it can be very daunting hasn't been daunting for a while thank god yeah yeah we're very fortunate Knock we had a good wood. summer yeah mm-hmm. but night terrors has given us a run for our money Woo. yeah but <laughs> any, any chances you're gonna read any spider-man Yes, I actually have a hardcover that's that captures uh first a nice chunk of some of his first issues that I've slowly okay. been going through. All right. So that's that's, that's my that's on my shelf. All right. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy those. I know your Batman catalog's priority. Usually, yeah. And I'm really on Ninja Turtles right now too. Oh, I, hey, I get it. Enjoy. Ride, ride the wave, my friend, because there's, <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of idiots complaining about nothing out there, so enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, and uh, everyone Absolutely. stay tuned. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Always welcome. So everyone stay tuned, because after the jingle, uh, I believe it's it's me and Adam, and we're going to talk, uh, we're just we're talking of Spider-Man comics. <laughs> and we welcome Adam back to our amazing Spider-Man section of the show. It has been a full month, and uh, we are caught up. Uh, we're catching up on some amazing Spider-Man always. Issues 30, 31, 32, and annual number one uh, for volume six. Or sometimes they're, it might be annual 2023. I don't know. The way Marvel does their annuals confuses the hell out of me. So bad. DC actually, both of them. Yeah, they both do the same thing. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, it's a pleasure as always having you. How have you been? I'm, I'm doing well. It's, it's, it's fun to be back. It's always good to... Uh, I'm, I'm getting used to this. I'm enjoying it, and... You know what's funny is that I've never been this caught up on Spider-Man, you know, consistently, yeah, in, in a while. So uh, I, I'm I'm happy about that. It's good. How how heavy is your Spider-Man usually in your rotation of reading? You usually it's like I'll, I'll I like doing it this way where I wait till a bunch of them pile up, but doing it this way once a month it, it keeps me relatively current. Whereas mm-hmm. if it's just left to my own devices, like I'll read every. Everything else, like that, I have, you know, first, and then, yeah. If I get to it and it's been six or seven months, like it is just a lot more reading. But I like it this way because I can keep current and not have to figure out, okay, what's going on. Plus, yeah. you, hear all, you see all the junk online, you see all the spoilers, and it's like people panic. I actually do nothing. a pretty good job of staying spoiler free. I don't know what goes on. I don't, I don't know, know who why Spider-Man spoilers come in my mentions really? more than more than anything else I'm reading. It's like. I guess, and that's for the are, comics too, huh? Yeah, Interesting. I guess people are having a fit over whatever it is that particular month, and, uh, and oh, I, so I see Marvel it. releases that stuff early. That's yeah. how they get their buzz going. Yeah, yeah. It, and you always notice it's always the people who don't read the Spider-Man yeah. book who complain the loudest. That's the best part. It's like, yeah. But are you actually reading or just going off? If you're reading it, and we'll talk about it. It, 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 it seems like we're going to get set up for it pretty well here. And uh, let's just dive in right now to Amazing Thirty. Which continues an arc, uh, finishes an arc from where we last left off last month. And Zeb Wells just again, I did not. I love this issue. I just I did not think I'd love the Spider-Man with the arms as much as I did. But the fact that the arms and then Peter connect and that they kind of become more, let's say, not superior Spider-Man, but more Octavius-like. Yeah, is fun. Uh, and the, the, amount the of... funniest thing for me was when they called each other Dolt back and forth. Yes. I, oh I yeah, it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a wonderful splash page, and like to see it, it's it's, it's kind of cool how the how the uh, the arms kind of fit into Spider Man's costume, and 
<clears throat> I really just dug the issue overall. I thought it was cool how Norman doesn't fall victim to the to the goblin serum. Like I think it would have been an easy cop out for them to yeah, now he's going to be now he's here we go Norman's returning to green goblin instead He's basically, you know, he, he, he smokes so much weed in his life that no longer gets him high. <laughs> no, you know what? That was so, a good fake up because I was expecting him to take the easy route and be like, all right, now we can do it. Um, yeah. They did it and I appreciate that. I'm like, you know, I like them to try and you know, stick this out and, and push forward with it as much as, as much as they can because I mm-hmm. think it's, it's a really, it, this new sort of relationship and status quo between Peter and and Norman is refreshing and it's it's fun to watch uh you know play out each month i i especially like the dialogue when they were talking about you know when peter says this reminds me of the norman that i first met that that mm. was like a yes. father figure right like that that was like really good stuff and i'm like see i this is why i want this to continue Similarly, and I, I'll say this in the in the next segment. I I feel the same way what they're doing with Jameson. It kind of parallels, you know, both being in on the secret and both really trying to embrace the hero that is Spider Man is great. And also, what I love going back to issue thirty is it's not often that I like when Doc Ock is outsmarted or see him outsmarted by somebody else other than Spider Man. And the fact that this really gets under his skin is really good writing by Wells, you know. Like Doc Ock is really shocked that he came up with a plan that essentially failed. Um, yeah, with with Ock, it's more it's not as much getting like physically defeated, but when you when you outsmart him mentally, like that's what gets him. Like he could lose mm-hmm. in a fist fight to Spider Man a thousand times, and I don't think it, it would it would piss him off as much. But but being outsmarted by people, that's that, that that's offensive to him, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and it just. Like, I love how much that bothers him. I, I, dude, I, every page I flip through, I, I think this is the best, like, era of Ed McGuinness's career. Like, his Spider-Man recently has been, his Octavius is absolutely gorgeous. The splat, the adult splash page is perfect. Every page is great. I just, I, he draws the, just the perfect pudgy Doc Ock. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's got that, that classic, you know, vintage look to it. Yeah, I love the green suit too. Like, I don't know. I, I always default to the animated series. Like, I was talking to Justin. He was telling me he's like, what, his kid was asking, like, why does Doc Ock sound German? And like in my head, I'm like, that's how he's always sounded. Outside of Alfred Molina, Doc Ock sounds like that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm still reading it in my head that in that, and I hear that voice. But I just love the look. I love the outfit. Um, I love the Octoids. You know, I'm. I'm all the creative decisions and liberties they've taken, I think are really good. Um, I, how, how, how do you feel about the liberties just in general? Like, cause I feel like since Spencer Wells has really been doing his best to kind of create his own take almost like slot in a way. Yeah. It's, you know what they, I think the, what, what he's found a balance of introducing these, you know, fresh ideas with the Octoids and, you know, and, 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 you know, working with those and but also he gives you something fresh but he's still keeping you with the familiar version of mm-hmm. Doc Ock that you know the classic if, if you will like it's still it's still recognizable he's not trying to reinvent the wheel he's just mm-hmm. trying to, to to 
augmented and you know and updated a bit, which is which is you know the perfect blend. Two of my favorite parts of this book are when Peter is first leaving the party and Jameson is like talking to him, and he quickly like gets that Doc Ock attitude. He calls him adult, right? And then at the end of the book, you have to have Norman tell Peter to basically not crush Octavius's head in the tentacle. I'm really fat. As someone who didn't really like superior Spider-Man, I kind of dig the back and forth between Peter and these tentacles. And And, and it's funny how they're teaming that up, right? Yeah. The return of of superior Spider-Man. But what I like about it as well is it's, it's, it's consequences from past issues. That are, that are mm-hmm. sort of rearing their ugly head or, or, or making their presence felt. I like that, you know, I like those those moments of continuity where continuity comes into play. Because yeah. it, it makes me feel like the stuff I read, you know, five, ten years ago means something. It's not just read it that month and then put it away and never think about it again. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes with this many years of continuity, you, you could fall into that, that trap of, a writer could just be like, well, I don't want to pick up that, you know, go that far back. But I like when they do. Um, it just makes the reading experience more worthwhile. Yeah, no, 100% agree. Uh, it seems like everything is really tying itself together very nicely into a beautiful bow. Um, yeah, all the spider books and all the new, you know, the, what do we got? We got the Spider-Boy coming and Superior Spider-Man. It's like they teed them up. They've been teeing them up, you know, very well. Very There's also one more book. There's a new Spider-Man book. I just saw the ad for it. I forgot what the name was, but there is a new Spider-Man book coming. Is that that event that they, you know, the most, the most controversial? What was it? Was it at the end? Of- no, that that is a Spider-Man uh, Reign too. That's, yeah, that's at the end of of um, uh, thirty-one, right? No, I think. Uh, there was another. One. That-, that is at the end of thirty-one, but there is another book. I forget what it was. Oh my gosh! I saw it. I was like, actually, I actually kind of looks interesting because I don't think I've read that if, that quote unquote event. I don't. It doesn't ring. Rain. Rain's yeah. interesting. Um, it's definitely heavily inspired by Dark Knight Returns. It's definitely supposed to be that that version for Spider Man. Um, I actually think it does it a pr- uh, it does a pretty good job of uh, doing what it's supposed to. But like you know, like when you compare something to Dark Knight Returns, everyone gets a little you know on edge and too intense. Because <laughs> it's like a you know it's a holy grail. Yeah, it's one of the. But it's I think it's worth reading. I do. I definitely think it's worth reading. All right, I might have um, to go back and double back and check that out. Yeah, I, I like my controversial Spider-Man. Between that and Sin's Past, you can get a lot of a lot of discussion out of. Um, let's jump into thirty-one. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, issue thirty, I just loved it. Like, it's definitely go buy it. It finishes off the Ox story really well. Like, it's a wonderful Spider-Man story. So don't 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 skip Sometimes, out on it. Yeah. And then thirty one basically doubles down. It's uh, it's it's a hefty book. It's a ten dollar book, um, but it's basically about Tombstone's daughter's wedding to a Robbie Robertson's son. So uh, Janice Lincoln and uh, oh, what's his name? I forget his name. What is Robbie's kid's name? Uh, oh my god! I just oh, read it. Yeah, what is it? Randy. Uh, Randy. I'm Randy, sorry. Randy. Randy. So Double. they're getting married, and the whole book is kind of goes from bachelor party bachelorette party to chaos at the wedding and it, it's this is the best ten dollar comic book you can buy on the stands right now you know, you know what it felt like for me it felt like an ep- like a felt like the godfather but just with spider-man and all those trappings that's cool okay yeah, it's like, yeah i'm like all right somebody's gonna come in this book 
mid-waiting, guns are blazing, you know, and, it's, and sure enough, that's what happened. It happened. Like, everything from like the meeting, you know, the the, 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 the mafia meeting, if you will, to mm-hmm. like, just like you could play. I was listening to because I have a I have a tradition of whatever comic I'm reading, I'll listen to a movie soundtrack or a film score for that particular character. Um, okay, cool. So I was listening to the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 1 score as I was reading these the books, mm-hmm. um, which which worked perfectly uh, as background music. But um, but you, I could have easily subbed, you know, the Godfather score in here and it would have just <laughs> been yeah. just as good. So, but yeah, it was... The other thing I noticed was like, I'm like, you know, if, if any sort of comic book character could be translated to like a, a Spanish soap opera, it could be Spider-Man because nobody, it seems like nobody's allowed to be happy in any relationships That's funny. with these characters. It's like, what's going yeah. on? Like, yeah, no, it's pretty crazy. Um, it's I really enjoyed the Peter and Randy stuff. Like, you know, um, Janice has like this big elaborate bachelorette party with all of her, all of her criminal buddies and everything. And it seems like Randy kind of got bummed out because no one went to his bachelor party and kind of blamed Peter. And he, and it turned out no one wanted to go to Randy's back. Like Peter tried, like he was, you know, you just typical Parker look. Like I got to go stop the, the, the green goblin. I got to go stop Dr. Octopus. I didn't have time to call people for the buttons. And it turned out no one went to the bachelor party because Randy's marrying uh, the beetle. And it's, it, it's just funny. Uh, and she's also, you know, happens to be tombstone's daughter. Like everyone's kind of like afraid. And Peter's the only one who actually showed up. And it was, it's great. Cause at the one time, like Peter, Peter's there. Like usually he's not, but for Randy, he was. And it's kind of like the reverse Parker luck. And I kind of dug that aspect of it. And it's nice. What Randy said is like, you know, you if when it's the small stuff, you're, you're not there, but when, when it matters, you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, is just shines a spotlight on Peter Parker's character. And I think, why the character? One of the reasons why the character resonates so much with people is because, you know, like he, yeah, sure, he struggles with everyday nonsense that we all have to deal with, and he, he may be late and he may miss out on respons- certain, you know, work responsibilities. But when when the chips are down and it really matters, you know, they, they, he, the character is somebody you can count on. So I think that's echoed there. So I, I liked it. And I, there's one page in particular that I really love in this book, and it's when Randy's getting ready. And he's just having a conversation with his dad and it just feels so natural and it feels so real. And the fact that Robbie hands him the flask at the end, just to, you know, put some hair on your knuckles and calm your nerves. Like it's, it's might be one of the most realistic panel pages in comic book history. Cause I feel like it's so relatable to everyone. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you, if you've been to a wedding in a, in a, you've seen that play out, uh, you know, that exact scene. So it's like in the midst of all the, comic book sci-fi craziness there's there's touchstones of reality there which which i think it's it's cool to see and then in the opposite effect i feel like tombstone walking janice down the aisle essentially just handing off his issues and problems right like it, it seems like he's just like hey you're marrying this guy i don't care you know like she because i feel like janice kind of has like uh you know, second thoughts. Yeah, nerves. And, nerves yeah, and, and and Tombstone, the complete opposite of Robbie, right? Just cold as ice. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I dug he, that. Yeah, and then even when when he when he like the handoff, and he's like, "She's your problem now." It's like, <laughs> yeah, basically. 
I was like, this guy could, he lives up to his name. He's um, the, he's the yeah. winning father of the year. I could tell you that much. That is very uh, true. Based on, based on those two uh, moments. And then you know, come issues end, like Janice and, and Randy don't even, uh, they obviously they don't get married because the wedding gets crashed. Tombstone's basically dead, right? Like, but Janice doesn't feel, feel upset and Randy's just leaving. Like it, it's, they seem so strong early on in, in, in this run. It's kind of interesting, like that they're just going to, it feels like it's over. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It doesn't, doesn't feel like there's any coming back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I, that I kind of sort of rolled my eyes and scratched my, my head over was the sort of separation. If you want to call it that of Felicia and Peter. Yeah. It's like yeah. that, that just felt to me like, Felt a little um, rush. Let's pave the way for MJ and Peter to get back together again. Because, I mean, I think we were in agreement on this. We were really into yeah. the Black Cat-Peter yeah. relationship. It's we something were, that yeah. it only gets teased for so long before it doesn't exist, even when you think it's going so good. It's one of those relationships in comics where I honestly don't get enough of it because I, I haven't. Yeah, and it's like, what, like... The, I, I think this happens in, I, I don't know if it was this issue or not, but, you know, the, the whole thing with uh, MJ and her and, uh, what the hell is his name, Paul? I think I believe so, yeah. They're struggling because, you know, dealing with the fact that the kids were never actually real. Real. Or whatever. Yeah. So you you know that that's going to break those two up. And yeah. this just felt like, let's let's clear the table for the inevitable reunion. And it's like, are we again? Like really? I don't, for, to me, I I wouldn't. We've seen Peter chase after MJ with so many, you know, other relationships. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I wouldn't kind of mind the reverse. Yeah. yeah. Not that I I'm a shipper or anything. Me. I'm not going to start any hashtags or anything like that. I, but, I think you, well, you have a history with that. Yeah, but no, it's all, <laughs> but yeah, so. But, but I, I think, well, like, why not? Like, why not? The, let's go somewhere else instead of just reverting back to it let's do the song and that's because it feels very unwells right wells like you said earlier likes to kind of give you something new but give you something familiar at the same time this feels more like an editorial mandate than it does in a writer people are complaining we got to put mj and peter back together i was really digging it so yeah so was i so just the way it ended it was like really that's what you're gonna do Mm -hmm. and that's how we go the rest of the issue is essentially teases for books that are coming out and stories that are coming out. I don't know yeah. how far you read into yeah, them. I, I read the whole thing. I, I, okay. I, I like the Doc Ock thing, you know, where it sort of teases mm-hmm. uh, superior. It basically Spider-Man. picks up where we left off last yeah, issue. Yeah, because it's too. like, I, I like that the, 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 the superior Spider-Man experience, if you will, is affecting both Peter and... I'm going to have to read this. A lot of people told me I have to read this. It's very good, they say. I, I, okay. I did enjoy it. I, I mean, I, I I had my doubts that it was going to, I mean, whenever you're dealing with comics, something new, uh, that drastic is never going to stick. So, you know, know knowing that it wasn't going to be a permanent thing in the books, I went with it and I, I ended up enjoying it. Um, but they're bringing it back and so we'll see how that goes. But um, but yeah, I, uh, I like that the experience affected both of them. Mm-hmm. And then the the next uh, there's one with Kamala Khan, which I think is very interesting, and I I've really become a big fan of Kamala very fast uh, since that know, TV I mean, show. It came from the show. I get it. Yeah, it, it really show. did. And 
I'll be honest, I haven't been reading uh, the Hellfire Gala or whatever the hell's going on the X Men books because it's so goddamn. But that it's, her appearances in other books, yeah. like I enjoy them. Yeah, thoroughly. no, no, but the whole the fact that her rebirth, resurrection, however you want to phrase yeah. it, was tied to the X Men event. Lost yeah. me a bit because the X Men books. I love to read the X Men book. I like the X Men a lot. But the problem is, for me, they're so confusing that it's like, where, where do I start? Where do I go? How much do I have to I, read? It's so, like I tell everybody: just pick up one and just keep going. So, so it's like I, I'm like, when they get done with all this nonsense, you know, about whatever, whatever parkour or whatever the hell it's called, when they get done with that and eventually start from number one again, maybe I'll. I'll Give it another go, mm. but so I haven't. I didn't read her resurrection, so that was a little confusing. But you know, the fact that she kept mentioning, "I'm part of the X Men now," the emphasis, and Peter yeah, like, just, you just know, letting you know, just letting you know. Peter was like, "You don't have to do that every time, you know that, right?" Um, so I, I like their interaction; that was fun. Uh, yeah, and it's it's sort of I'm with you. The... Peter's taking on an Uncle Ben kind of role with her uh-huh. in, in a way. I. The next, there's another one, MJ, and it's basically about MJ and Paul, and then it involves MJ and Black Cat. And I, I don't like Jackpot. I don't understand how, if you're going to eventually get MJ and Peter back together, how is she supposed to be like, she's got a, basically an, a, a kind of a, a short little run of comics with Black Cat. Like, it just seems very confusing to me. I'm, I'm just, like, the whole Jackpot thing, it brings back, like, frustrating memories of, the Flash TV show in later seasons where everybody was a superhero. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, like, why does MJ need to be a superhero? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. So I hear you. Loud and clear. Like, I, ha- I don't know if I have any... I mean, I, I assume she's getting her own series. Is that what they're doing? I, like, I don't even know. Uh, her and Black Cat have had a couple one-shots. Yeah. So, so I, they, I, they've kind of put them together for a little bit. And to be honest, they were actually pretty entertaining. I read them. Um, I, the, 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 the team up together but if they're going to do her as jackpot as its own series it's like I don't know how interested I am in that it's like yeah I'm gonna yeah, pass I might it. not pick that up yeah um, I really enjoyed the case of Perry Thomas I thought that was cool yeah you know, that was fun that fun, was fun little fun little just adventure Peter Parker yeah. uh, Spider-Man has a stalker talks to Johnny about it then gets Daredevil to uh, do a little thing there I thought it was funny yeah that was pretty uh, funny it was, it was fun Spider-Man Lucy Goosey cool story uh, yeah. then they do the Craven thing yeah. Um, you know, and and they tease obviously. Uh, you know, Spider Man Rain too. But overall, like I liked a lot of that stuff. So yeah. I, I I do think the book's worth ten dollars. I'll give them. Well, I, definitely, you get your money's worth for sure. Um, and there's a good enough teases. Like some teases didn't work, some teases did. So yeah, like the Spider Boy one. I'm like, eh, what it, it is, what it is. But but the I'm enjoying him in Spider Man. I haven't picked up the Spider Boy book, yeah. but I'm enjoying him. I in don't Spider-Man. think it started yet, but but you know. Um, okay. But um. But for the most part, I, I enjoyed. I, again, you get your money's worth. Uh, the main story for the main story alone. It's but a then big. All, it's all a the big extra one. teases. Yeah. I, I thought most of them worked. Yeah, and then so that's based, that's issue thirty-one in a nutshell. Um, thirty-two is kind of interesting. Uh, it deals with the fallout of Peter and MJ breaking up. Peter going out on new dates, which still has some sort of connection to Tombstone and uh, Robertson. Uh, and then they, then we obviously see Queen Goblin, and here we go again. Green, she's trying to resurrect the Green Goblin where Oz, uh, Octavius failed, and uh, there's some good Peter uh, Norman moments in this. 
Yeah. I kind of feel like the Craven stuff's a little too forced for what was supposed to be a movie that was coming out. I don't know. That's what I think taking. his inclusion felt like was like, well, he's going to be in a movie, so let's build him up and let's uh, you yeah, know, you know, the, the cross promotion synergy. I don't know how want. much he really needs to be in this story. Like he just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like I guess she, I guess Queen Goblin wants to chase chase down Norman. That's his. That's his. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but. It ends with, you know, basically teasing what has pissed everyone off in the upcoming months. Spider-Man basically becoming a goblin. It's kind of something that's been lightly teased. He's got his own little bug glider and things now, but the little, the end splash page by who is uh, by Pat Gleason uh, sets up what should be something almost terrifying. It was a cool Um, splash page. Uh, It definitely looked looked good. Um, Uh, I like the idea because it took something that was cool what they did like two issues ago with Ock and it seems to be something that they're really toying with but I like to tease and then so the only thing I'm really complaining about is the Craven stuff like where does he really fit in so hopefully that gets explained a little bit more yeah I hope it's not just here chase down yeah chase down um, uh, Ock uh, Norman for me I hope he doesn't become uh, Queen Goblin's lackey for like, no, what is it? Uh, Norman's last hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like you know what you know what she you know what you know what uh, Goblin kind of felt like. Uh, not Goblin. Uh, Craven kind of felt like he felt no. like Bane. Uh, Bane did to, in Dark Knight Rises, whereas she, okay, where I dig you. Talia, he yeah. was like Talia's lackey, kind of you know do this, yeah. do that. So mm-hmm. it kind of had that kind of vibe to it, um, except without the funny voice that Tom Hardy did, because uh, it's just my voice reading it. So <laughs> if, if you're a Spider-Man '90s fan, he's Russian. So oh, yeah, well, you hear the voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just I pretend have, you see Sergei Fedorov. That's what I do. I, I uh, basically when it's <laughs> when it's uh, he's Kovalchuk, Alex Ovechkin, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, but, there you go. Uh, but um, when I read both Spider-Man and Batman books, you know, it's the voices I hear are the '90s, the '90s voices, right? So. Uh, same, uh, no, same here. Um, so yeah, so, I mean, that's true. But so I mean, look, it's going to be interesting. To, you know, this spider goblin idea for the people freaking out. Look, all I can tell you is it's not going to last forever. So just either continue not reading it like most of you are, or just read it, give it a shot, and in a couple of months we'll get regular Peter Parker Spider Man back. It just, it just. MJ's coming. We're getting it back. Status it's the nature of the back. it's the nature of the business, folks. Come on. Mm-hmm. So thirty two was okay. It's not as good as thirty one. Not as good as thirty out of the three. It's definitely the weakest, but it's not a bad comic, and it, it does a decent job of setting everything up and letting you know where it's good. Yeah. And I, you cannot complain with Pat Gleason's art. It's it's oh, it was it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, as Amazing Spider Man Annual Number One for this volume, um, okay story. Uh, I, the artwork made me honestly. I don't know if it's just because I just saw the movie in theaters, but Spider-Man looked like Blue Beetle way too much. <laughs> he looked like he had a scarab. There, on his there were elements of that. Yeah, you know what it is. I think it's the eyes. For it was definitely the thing on the backpack. There's this one panel here. It was definitely the bug. Like, he looks just that. That to me, that's Blue Beetle, right? Yeah, yeah. With the yeah. panel, oh, yeah. yeah. So, but um, overall, it was okay. I really enjoyed the backup with Anna Anna a lot more. I thought that was interesting. I want to see what that comes. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she just turned on a dime and just, I mean, at her birthday party, she's just kicking ass. I was like, whoa, what's going on? And now she's um, in uh, she's in Ravencroft, I think. Ravencroft. Right? Yeah. And that's really interesting to me. Like, we've never really seen 
MJ have to deal with that side of Peter and his life. And I'm sure obviously right now her and Paul are going through things. So, uh, you know, I, I was way more into that than the primary story. So uh, what about you? But I uh, will say even the primary story, what I, what I, what I, what I liked about it is that again, they're picking up loose threads, you know, they're referencing past issues. I just didn't like dark web. I just didn't no, like I, I, I get that. But at least, like I said, there, it's not, they could have easily just done, Let's just do, you know, 33 pages of filler mm-hmm. and call it, let's put the annual tag on it. You know, it could be a little bit more expensive and call it a day. I, I've seen that way too many times. So the fact that it's, it's actually dealing with, you know, past events, whether we like them mm-hmm. or not, I, I'll give it credit for that. Um, the art was good with the exception of the Blue Beetle kind of, uh, you know, similarities the, there. The yellow eyes on Spider-Man seems weird to me. It, yeah. it, it did in the amazing movie as well. Like yeah. they kind of, they weren't white. They were kind of like tinted. Um, yeah. More like sunglasses, right? Because yeah, I mean, you're supposed yeah, to make yeah, that I, I prefer them white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's the actually, the, the ad I was talking about, Spine Tingling Spider-Man. It's a new Spider-Man book coming out. Okay, so. that's, yeah, okay. Spider Slayers Stalk Spider-Man in a new oversized start to this new series. So that comes out in September. That's another one. Um, so I'll, I'll check it out. I'm down for some Spider Slayers, but... Uh, there, there's plenty of Spider-Man on the stands for people. So if, uh, That's it. Spider-Man and Batman. That's all I need to read, my friend. That's to be honest with you. Yeah, I just got... Like I said, I got from... for On my physical... On my physical pull list, it's, it's, it's Batman and Superman stuff, and then everything else is digital because I have no more room. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you but... Um, but <laughs> It, uh, it's, it's it, like what, what, what I can say again to people that are constantly complaining about the books, whether they read them or not, look how many Spider-Man books there are. There's got to be one for you. That's very true. That's Find very true. There's, and then just there's variety. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, you know, you've got choices. That's very, as long as we have choices, we're in good hands. Um, overall for the annual, like you said, it does a really good job of tying up loose knots and continuing on with the story if you don't buy it i can't kill you if you're completist you're going to want to have it though you yeah know? yeah the completist and it's the only reason you know in the batman and superman cases for me it's the only reason i buy annuals is because damn it i'm going to completist and I, you know mm-hmm. I've been if it wasn't for the show that. i probably would have skipped this one i'll tell you that much yes it's <laughs> true um uh but but so what i can say is look there was no there wasn't a bad issue in these four, so no, not there's bad, a positive no. there, and and thirty was was fantastic. Yeah, Thir- I think thirty was, and thirty one were really good. Thirty one was really good. So you know, okay. I'll take it. Right? It's, 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 I enjoyed it. Yeah, I told you, I, I had a fun time reading some Spider Man on my way to see Dave Chappelle. Yeah, and I I had some. You know, it was it was good to like get back into the swing of things. Like I said, put the soundtrack on. Danny Elfman killed that one too. Uh, yeah, it's slightly less, not as good as the Batman one, but maybe that might be my bias. Um, but it's still amazing. Uh, no pun intended. And uh, yeah, I had a good time reading. So it was, it was fun. I, I recommend it, so. picking them up. We had a good bunch of Spider-Man here. Adam, why don't you just uh, plug away? Yeah, so if you want to follow me and my podcasting exploits, you can, on Twitter, it's at Adam underscore Leafs fan. We have the Multiverse Musing Podcast Network on YouTube. Uh, where the most recent episode is a look at the two Green Lantern Night Terrors related issues that Donnie and I uh, 
just covered. So, how, is, uh, how have those been? The, the Green Lantern issues are fantastic. I'll have to check I, them out, though. I really like those two. They're really, really good. The Batman uh, books have been hit or miss. The, the Batman title, I like. The detective one was, eh. Oh, it's horrible. You know why? Horrible. I'll tell you why. Here's the simple explanation. Because it Please. calls to mind that, that, that Jim Gordon is Batman nonsense uh, that I didn't like from Scott Snyder's run. So calling back on that is like, why? Like, why, why, why do we need to revisit this garbage? So for, for me, actually, it was, I think the real nonsense was you teased me a little bit with James Gordon Jr. And I like that stuff. And oh, then yeah. you teased me with some good Barbara and Gordon interactions. And then it turns out Batman, Gordon's biggest fear is like mutant Batman that he can't control. And I'm like, this yeah. is kind of dumb. I, I think anything associated with the detective right, title right now is just not working. Um, but I agree. But I, I think agree. you'll dig the two. Run. You'll, you'll, you'll dig the two Green Lantern books for okay. sure. I I'm looking. Round V is uh, starting a new arc on Detective, so hopefully that it, that piques my interest. That's hope. There's always hope, hope, right? As uh, as Superman likes to uh, say. So we'll I, I, I would like to say thank you for joining me for this uh, this month. It's always a pleasure. Always fun um, to be here and uh, looking forward to the next great. time already. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're booked. You're booked. Uh, for everyone else in the audience, just stay tuned and uh, you will hear me talk about the uh, solo Spider-Man title in just a few moments. Thanks for uh, continuing to tune in here as we go on to the one-on-one portion of the show. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, three different Spider-Man titles that I've been uh, reading over the past uh, few months. Uh, two, basically two books that came out, I believe, this month. So uh, Spider-Man Volume 4, 8, 9, and 10, as well as What If Dark, Spider-Gwen, which I thought was really interesting, so I really want to talk to you guys about, and uh, Spider-Man Volume 4, Annual 1, 2023. Uh, let's start with the annual. Um, I don't know... Uh, it seems to be Logan seems to be at the center of the annual. Um, it seems to be a annual that kind of spans across several titles. Um, at the end of the book, they tell you to check out, I believe it is, uh, the Iron Man annual. Uh, it also connects, as we're reading Fantastic Four, uh, this content uh, contest of chaos continues on. So it's going through various Marvel titles, and uh, Spider-Man just happens to be one of the few that happens to intersect with. Uh, it was okay. It was cool. Spider-Man Logan's always an interesting dynamic. Agatha Harkness uh, plays a key role in this, which got that myth uh, magical element to it. Um, <clears throat> mostly Peter just kind of finds himself in the wrong place at the wrong time uh, due to magic, and chaos ensues. It's okay. Um, at the steep price of five bucks, four ninety nine. If you had to skip this, I say you could. To be honest with you, mostly because it doesn't continue with anything from Spider-Man Volume Four in general. It's mostly a Marvel just tie-in. Um, it doesn't really have any uh, effect from uh, uh, Spider Verse or the story we'll be talking about, the maxed out storyline as well. So uh, it was okay. It was like I said, fun title. If you're a big Marvel head, then uh, definitely pick that up um, because I think you would find it pretty interesting. Um, you know, uh, if you're into the greater cast of characters, but, uh, for a Spider-Man title, it just kind of feels, eh, you know, it just, it's, 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 it's bigger than Spider-Man, this, this, uh, contest of chaos. So, you know, he's just kind of along for the ride here. Um, you're not going to miss much if you pass on it, but what you shouldn't pass on <clears throat> is this, what if dark Spider-Gwen by, uh, Jerry Conway, uh, really interesting, uh, just kind of, I, I really, um, <clears throat> I love the, the what if, oh, it was Jerry Conway and, uh, Jody Hauser, 
they were uh, the the plotters. Uh, Jody's credited with the script here. Um, <clears throat> really interesting stuff. Uh, it recaps obviously what happens the night that Gwen Stacy dies, and uh, you know essentially, you know it 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 swaps out uh, if that Peter was the one who hit his head, you know, saving Gwen. So Peter dies. And then Gwen goes through this turmoil, and there's interesting stuff with Harry. Um, and then you know she puts on her her own suit, so it's not really like a, it's not Spider Gwen as you know it. It's an, it's a new take on it. Um, so she has really no powers, you know, because Peter is the Spider Man of the universe. So it's kind of interesting how Gwen goes about, uh, you know, fighting the Green Goblin, uh, kind of seeking revenge, working with Harry, but you know she has no powers. You know, she's kind of, it's, it's interesting. She kind of has, she has this little jacket over a Spider-Man outfit and, uh, the ending is a really interesting twist. It's kind of twisted. So when I read this, I was like, wow, this is really interesting stuff. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. And I just, I fell in love with it. The, the gripe is she goes on to be spider or spider woman, spider Gwen. I don't know exactly what they call her, but, um, you know, so, <laughs> but she has none of the spider powers. So she has web shooters and stuff like that, which is cool. Um, and I would kind of be interested to see where this goes, you know, just, I know what ifs are mostly like one-offs and, you know, you know, it's not really supposed to be like that, but like this, this is what happens with what if for me, like sometimes I find a what if book that is so good that I wish I got some multiverse content that just expanded on this particular storyline. And this one's very fascinating. You know, the cover is very interesting too, because it draws you in with the, with spider Gwen, the traditional, you know, hooded pink, uh, hue blue, uh, spider Gwen. And she's not in the book at all. You know, you got your typical (laughs) hooded spider Gwen, but in different fashion, I really dig it. Like, and there's those classic panels that you see that were Peter Parker that are, that are now, uh, Gwen Stacy. Um, this is one of the better, reimaginations the twisty twists you know uh, on the on the peter parker gwen stacy incident on the bridge um i i didn't really dig in the main spider gwen stuff peter becoming the lizard you know like i, I actually kind of prefer peter dying at, at you know like i'm sitting here reading this and i kind of wish this was the spider gwen continuity mix you know like i wish these two kind of combined for the spider going continuity and i think that would actually make for something a little more interesting but you know uh, they did what they did and that's fine um because it's been greatly accepted but i think this is definitely something everybody should pick up for spider-man fans essentially like uh i don't think you need to be continuing with these what ifs if you if you don't like it i take them as a book by book basis but this one really caught my eye and i'm glad i picked it up um it's probably my favorite's individual spider book of the month um we'll get into maxed out because i thought that was a really fun storyline in general but this what if spider Gwen was fantastic i really i really dig it if you were on the fence between this and the annual go with spider Gwen, go 100 because it, it's just a cooler story it's a much cooler story it's a little bit more self-contained it's about more about it's you know it's it's a classic spider-man moment it's a highly spider-man moment you know even as a dark moment but it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun to read and the artwork's really good too. You know, <clears throat> the artwork's really good. You, you know, it's, uh, let's see who's, who's the artist here. I didn't credit them earlier. So I flip through. Da-da-da-da. Artist is, uh, Ramon F. Box, Box, Botches, Bat Badges. Ramon, you killed it. You did a great job. I loved it. Uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> just, 
I love when Gwen o- opens up to Harry about Spider-Man and Peter and all that jazz. Like you, you really sold the emotion in those scenes. So bravo, Ramona. Really, I really enjoyed your, uh, your artwork and everyone involved in that book. Fantastic job. Really just a fantastic book. Please pick that up. Please add that to your uh, <clears throat> What If collection, your Spider-Man collection, because I, uh, I think everyone should be reading it. It's really fantastic. And I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Now, uh, back basically what this segment of the show really is about is Spider-Man Volume 4. Uh, we just got finished with another Spider-Verse story. Spider totems, this, that, the other thing. So things are a bit different. The world seems to have been set back, so to speak, right? Everything should be back to normal. But is it? We don't really know that going into it. So we start off with issue eight, maxed out. And it's not really... It's not really a... Electro story. He's in it. He's a villain. But what he's doing is really secondary. Most of these three issues is about Spider-Man coming to a realization of what just he came through in Spider-Verse buff, his latest Spider-Verse adventure. And now, who the hell is Spider-Boy? Who is this character that we recently have met? Who is he? He's supposed to be Spider-Man's sidekick. Spider-Man doesn't remember. The only person who seems to remember Spider-Boy is Spider-Boy, and that's very interesting. Um, issue eight starts off in vintage fashion. Uh, just Peter realizing that with all of his great powers, he can't do everything. Burning building. He saves everyone, but one, it's a sad moment in the book. There's a good, there's some really good moments between Peter and, uh, between Spider-Man and the fire department, but it makes Peter realize what could he do to try to heighten his ability to save people what what will keep him in top form so he has this grand idea to enhance his spider sense and he's talking to norman about it and they're you know they have argument and it's there's some cool moments in there because it's unusual to see norman in between the two of norman and peter be the voice of reason being the one with hey I think I think this is the wrong move here, pal. You know, like it, it usually it's Norman who goes off the deep end, right? And Peter's got to save him, save the moment. And, uh, you know, try not to <laughs> ruin Oscorp. You know, the his, the, the Osborne name, right? Because Norman can't control himself. But in this instance, it's actually the other way around. It's it's Peter who doesn't really understand what he's doing. He's 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 not thinking clearly enough. You know, and, he, and when he enheightens his spider sense, he he basically is. He's overcharged. He hears everything, you know, and it creates for an interesting story at the end. You know, he's saving lives, all this, and that's where Electro comes in. And Electro's got some funny moments, um, you know, uh, as he's talking to himself and he's getting everything ready for his heist, um, you know, which is up in issue issue nine. And even though Electro isn't in the book a whole lot, the, his moments are very funny, or he's just, you know. He, they're cla- they're very they feel very like Lee Ditko you know it just feels cla- like classic electro there's there's nothing really too uh let's say grand about his scheme he's just stealing some gold that's you know it's, it's old school comic books and that's what's great about it and you know issue nine delves a lot more into Spider Boy and his. his 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 history so to speak and what 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 does he think and there's also a if if you caught it there's also a great uh reference to uh spider-man 2 and cranberries 
and a, and a <laughs> bike messenger. So uh, that that's there. Um, you you can see the dynamic. It, 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 there's that Thanksgiving esque scene, you know, and tensions are high at the table um, at the uh, at the Parker House. And Jameson is. I, I gotta say, I'm a I'm a fan of this this Jameson. Normally, this is something I would hate, but Jameson been, being in on the act really has added an element to Spider-Man stories that I didn't think I would like, and I really do enjoy it. Um, you know, here we actually get into the the Spider Boy gets into the action with Spider Man and Electro and the crew, you know, and the way that Spider Boy takes down Spider Man, well, in issue ten is uh <clears throat> is a bit to is not to Spider Man's liking, you know, and there's there's a great great fight in uh in i don't somewhere in new york you know between spider-man and electro and it's a lot of fun and i gotta credit the artist here in issue it ten who uh mark bagley of course it's bagley bagley's back uh bagley did a fantastic job as always i mean he's a he's a spider-man uh true through through blood true blood through and through so fantastic artwork by bagley and uh it, it's just cool sometimes you know, seeing Spider-Man with the people, you know, he, he again, the fire department comes involved and Spider-Man's got this special access code to kind of, you know, he, he figured out a way to put down Electro. So he's able to uh, hijack a fire truck without uh, any resistance. Uh, that was cool. Um, I'm actually digging Spider-Boy more than I thought I would. Um, you know, he, I'm not really sure what to make of him. I wasn't, I believe, I I haven't been reading the Spider Boy title, so I'm 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 not I'm not up on that. Um, and but I'm I'm fascinated to find out more about this character just because Spider Man with a sidekick has always been something of interest. Um, we all know my my love for Batman, Batman and Robin. So you know, sidekicks for me are never a bad thing. But it's always interesting that Spider Man never really had one, right? He's always been you know Superman's had sidekicks, you know Supergirl, Superboy, Connell, John, whoever you want to call. Um. And that's always been interesting. But seeing Spider-Man with a sidekick and not remembering it's very interesting. And then how he always claims to basically be saving Spider-Man's ass. Um, you know, and it this was just, it, there was a lot that actually went down in this between, you know, Peter being like, oh, I got to save everyone. And my Spider-Sense heightened the introduction of Spider-Boy. You got some Gold Goblin in there. You got some Norman Osborn in there. And you throw an Electro on top of it. And I think Slot really did a magnificent job balancing these three issues like they never feel crowded at all there's a lot of story here you know you're introducing a new character you're expanding the characters you have he this is probably my favorite slot stuff you all i know you all love his amazing run i'm not a fan of that i never was i didn't like it but this i'm really digging like I, and i'm not minding the orbs on the on the forearms or the or the or the spider glider like these things seem to really work for me in for spider-man volume four and i'm really really digging what slot's doing it was never slot's real characterization of spider-man that really bothered me as much as the situations he would put peter parker and spider-man in it just it just felt like he would never be a ceo of a company like you know it just <laughs> he never he never would have that kind of like money to get that kind of like tech you know like i don't know like i always kind of prefer my peter parker down in the outs and this is kind of what i'm into and here it was enjoyable because peter kind of realized he has to have limits know your limits master wayne right like he's got he can't do everything is the good that he does 
goes above and beyond what anyone else could possibly do. And it's so much appreciated that he has to realize that this is good enough. You know, you should always strive to save everyone. You should never quit. But he's always he's already exceeding what needs to be done. And, you know, the compassion and love that he has for people around him and wanting to save people, that's what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. So I appreciate the effort, even though it was just physically impossible because his head was going to blow. Like, he just hurt everything, you know? It's like that scene in Man of Steel where, where Clark just picks up everything all at once, right? He's at the desk and he's behind the closet. Like, that's kind of what I was thinking. But um, the Electra stuff is vintage. It feels good. The story's action-packed. There's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of what-if, what could have been, like, what's going on here. Begley, uh, Begley does wonderful artwork, and Slot sets up a fantastic story of what's to come. I'm really looking forward to what's going on with Spider-Boy. But these three issues were really great. I like them actually more than the whole Spider-Verse thing. And, you know, it, it's I kind of like it because, again, Spider-Man's in the forefront. Villains are kind of secondary here. And there's a lot going on within Peter Parker and his family. So there's a lot to really keep me focused on. And I kind of like that the villains sprinkled in there. You know, they're not forgotten. The plot, the, the, their plot makes sense. Electro just wants gold. Like he, he's a criminal. He just wants his money. Max just wants his money. <laughs> right? So like, I get it. Keep it simple. Like he's just a common criminal. That's all he is. And he's just got superpowers. So I dig it. And I'm really into it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think these three issues are fantastic. Please go find these three issues, eight, nine, and 10. Uh, the, I believe the storyline is called maxed out, uh, fantastic three-part story. Uh, what if spider Gwen? again, a really great, great take on, uh, the Peter Gwen relationship and what could have happened at the, that, uh, horrible night on the bridge. So that was fantastic. Check that out. The annual you can skip. It was, I mean, sorry I, it was written by my girl stephanie phillips i believe and i hate to say that but it's just it's it's just i'm gonna go paul i'm gonna go paul herman here it's just not in continuity <laughs> even though it's still like on the same earth it's like it's a side story who cares you know it's an it's an agatha it's an agatha story and she's just going through the main title so whatever but uh i appreciate you guys sticking around for this part of the show i like actually kind of like doing the solo part with you guys it's kind of fun just a little one-on-one time with me and my lovely audience, so I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, uh, thank you for listening. If you want to follow me on social media, if you don't already, you can follow me um, on Twitter, Instagram, Zack Snyder's favorite platform, Bureau. Actually, it's not Twitter anymore. It's X. So we got that. That's at Pete Illustrated. You can follow my news-based podcast that I do with Eric Holzman, uh, Straight Out of Gotham, at Straight underscore O underscore G. We also have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Consider joining both. Lots of great discussion and discourse going on there. Uh, if you want to follow this podcast, the podcast you're listening to right now, it is the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. That's at Italians for Spidey on X. Uh, you can follow me more on uh, the ba- at the Batman Book Club. I monthly do a spot there with Ryan Lauer uh, recapping the monthly Batman titles. I'm all over BatmanOfFilm.com and Batman of Film YouTube, as well as the BOF podcast. So I've got toy reviews, comic book reviews, and, and you know, weekly podcasts. Uh, we just did, uh, I just did a show with Ryan Haas on uh, the documentary DC, Superpowered, the DC story. And uh, coming up, we'll also, I also did a Blue Beetle DC Universe talk show with uh, Micah Ramey. So those are the latest two episodes of the BOF podcast that you should be, uh, should be in your feeds sometime soon if not already and i just again just want to thank you all so much and also remember with great sauce comes great macaroni i'll catch you guys next time
Welcome to the Batman Book Club.